early days of the American frontier, people relied on steam engines to transport them through wild landscapes to spectacular new places. In this current era, we have something that allows for an even greater adventure, the search engine. So make sure you grab your ticket because we are going on a first class ride across the web. Well, welcome back to your favorite show, WGO. You know what's going on. Boom! <laughs> Coming out strong. <laughs> oh. This episode, hopefully related to something some people are talking about, 3D movies. Ooh. There's a big one coming out, Dune. I hope there's other people like me who have no idea what that is. Shout out <laughs> to you guys. Shout out to the uninformed. What you doing? How we doing? Feeling yeah, good? It's Feeling just, great. It's a big sci-fi movie that's coming out in late October, and okay. it's coming out with 3D. I think it's, it'll be a big production, but I wanted to ask, are you a fan of 3D movies at all, JJ? Uh, yeah, I would say yeah. Yeah? I'm, uh, yeah, there's a, I've got a couple of fond memories of 3D movies. I've enjoyed, I wouldn't say that I necessarily always go out and like do it, but I've enjoyed mm-hmm. them, yeah. Do you usually choose to go to a 3D movie if it has the option? I guess it really all depends on the movie. I don't know. Are 3D movies all that frequent? Like, I don't think no. there's a lot of 3D movies that come out and are offered. I looked because, up like, 3D movies coming out, and there were three within the last year. So, yeah. Well, it's also a pretty weird time for the movie industry, like yeah. with COVID and all that. They were suffering for a while, so I don't know. Maybe they'll come back here with a bang in a little bit, but. Even back in the day, I can't think of a lot of movies that offer a lot of 3D options. I think one thing that I'm not a huge fan of is that if it has a 3D option, sometimes in the production, they try to go over and above. For they do like, a really cheesy scene for it every yeah, time. Yeah, where you're like, okay, I mean, yeah, if I'm wearing the glasses, it's cool. But if you're just watching the regular movie, you're like, oh, okay. Like, I can okay, tell that, that was, was for the for 3D. 3D. That yeah. was dumb, yeah. <laughs> can you think of any movies you've seen in 3D? Avatar. That was really good. In that's what I was thinking of. All, all I can remember, the mo- that's like the first memory I had when we <laughs> said this, is the jellyfish, jellyfish looking yeah. things that yep. are just swimming around the room and you want to just like grab onto it. That was really fun. That's really the only one I can remember, honestly. I saw a horror movie that I enjoyed. I think it was called My Bloody Valentine from way back in the day. Valentine horror movie. And they had a couple of, it was like the murder weapon of choice was a pickaxe. And they had a bunch of fun little like 3D things. There was definitely a lot of the scenes where they threw it in there specifically for the 3D. But yeah, yeah. it was fun. So I enjoy it. The And I think it's a little sweet treat. You don't yeah. always get it, which is why it's nice. But how does it work? That's the real question. That's why we're here. What's going on? Do you have any guesses? I definitely think it has to do with... Because most 3D glasses are blue and red, and then on the screen, it almost looks like it's the images repeated a couple of different times in almost different Mm -hmm. colors. So I think just the wavelengths or something, the way it goes through the glasses makes it come out differently because you're seeing different things with your two different eyes. I don't know. Yeah, and they also, so like those, the drawings, the reason why if you don't wear your glasses, it looks kind of like fuzzy is because they take the two drawings and they put a little bit of space in between. Oh, okay. So they put a little bit of space in there. I don't know if there's like a base image as well, like without blue or red in it. I think there's just like the regular colored image 
as well. And that's kind of used as like the background. And then since your eyes have two different colors inside the glasses, the eyes try to focus in on that one color and that they only see the one color option and it kind of like eliminates the other one. So there's the base image in the back and then the blue and the red screen, I believe, get brought forward by your singular eyes. And uh, that's what gives it like a depth almost in my in my guess, I believe. Yeah, I was gonna say. So you know exactly what's going on. <laughs> I think I do. Like that's you tricked that's, me. You hustled me. Got him. <laughs> no, I've never like researched it, but just seeing it, it and, yeah. and seeing how like three D things have been made, I just noticed that three D images always are like off kilter a little bit, and uh, and they're not quite like, square and flush on each other. Which I think the spacing is what gives it depth. But I don't know. Could be so what about ass. the 3D glasses that aren't blue and red? Is it using the same property still? Because at yeah. Disney, their 3D glasses are just like sunglasses. Yeah. I think also at Universal, it's like that as well. Oh, yeah. Yep. It could be, hear me out, the same structure where they have different layers on top of each other. But maybe the glasses have it where like one eye is for... A little bit like closer vision and one is farther like bifocals on glasses and so maybe that provides distance i don't really know i don't know if it's necessary to have blue and red but could it also have that exact property where it only absorbs like red light through one side without being tinted is that a thing it maybe could i have no idea that's what See, we're gonna find those, out they're reusable though they're reusable yeah. so i feel like if you're gonna invest the money into something that's gonna be used a lot maybe that'd be something preferred because maybe the red and blue option is just super cheap, and that's why movie theaters go with them. Probably. When do you think the first use of a 3D movie was? Oh, that's a good one. I, I don't know. The 70s? <laughs> I I literally have no... I think it's a little earlier. I'm going to say 50s. Really? I'm, I'm going to say 50s. Why? What do, you, do you think... What, what, I don't what know. type of movie? Definitely like an action thing. I'm thinking... Okay. Some bullets flying why. through? I'm thinking the original King Kong. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's fairly new. I feel like I've seen pictures in black and white with people wearing glasses. Okay. I know I've definitely seen it in the movie Toy Story, I'm pretty sure. So it's got to be earlier than, I think, the 90s. (laughs) I think that's my only reference point at this point. I'm sticking with the 70s, and I'd say maybe a James Bond movie or something. I don't know. That'd be good. All right, so I went 50s King Kong. You went 70s James Bond. Shall we look that up first and then tell you how it works? Sure. Okay. What the fuck is that? I think we were both wrong, bud. Yeah. I'm seeing here that the first movie, earliest confirmed 3D film show, was an out-of-house audience that was The Power of Love, which premiered at the Ambassador Hotel Theater in Los Angeles, September 27th, 1922. Wait, what? That's not what I'm seeing. What are you seeing? Oh, well, huh, weird. Okay. Oh, I first color 3D film is what oh. I was looking at. Oh. 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 Jeez, they tricked me. Got his ass. How do you know? I... 3D in black and white? That's interesting. I mean, I think it would be the exact same structure as like the universal glasses as well, just with color. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe a couple of layers front and back. I I don't understand. Yeah, we'll have to look that up, figure out how it works in the future. Well, what was the example you had of color? The horror film House of Wax in 1953. Ooh. 
starring Vince Price, for all you fans of the House of Wax out there. Got him. I don't know who that is. That's a good movie, though. I, I think I don't know if I've seen the original, but I know I've seen It's a the... remake of the 1933's movie. Oh, my or, God. So I think I've seen the remake. A double of the remake? remake. <laughs> yeah. There was probably <laughs> another remake in there. The 50s? That's pretty old. There was probably a 70s or 80s remake. I might have seen the fourth or third remake. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Who knows? That's awesome. We should watch it in 3D. You think that we could find somehow a copy? Do you have 3D glasses? Well, no, but we could we could always get some. Get Where some 3D glasses. I, don't, I guarantee you can get it on Amazon right now. Amazon oh, yeah. for like seven yeah. bucks, maybe. Uh, not even. I'm saying you get two pairs of cheap 3D glasses. Oh, my God. Lord <laughs> have mercy. <laughs> All right, that's the first example. Uh, you said that was the 30s? 50s? No, 60s? 50s. 80s? 90s? 100s? 50s? I was on with her color. I was on for color. Yeah. Bada I was just way off. Yeah. Way to go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I mean, we were kind of off with the original. 1920s. That was a bit rough. 1922. Power of Love. What a weird... Is that a rom-com? I have no idea. What a weird movie to go 3D on. Don Alvarez has financial trouble. And Maria <laughs> does not love Don, but falls in love with Terry O'Neill. <gasps> a stranger who's been wounded by robbers. Oh. Because... <laughs> what? Oh Jesus! I'm not gonna ruin it for you. Go watch it. It's definitely a, like a, a some sort of drama. What a weird 3D movie! I would not have thrown that out there. I definitely would have gone horror movie or some sort of like actiony movie, I guess. But then again, I don't really know what kind of movies are coming out in 1920s besides dramas. You feel me? Yeah. So much drama in the 20s. Oh shit! It was a silent drama film too. Oh what? Y'all That'd be interesting. Up. You get that before. Before Sound. words? That's crazy. What? <laughs> I don't know. When was the first audio produced Talking picture? Yeah. I think it was probably the 20s as well. The Jazz Singer, an American musical film. Released in 1927. First feature-length movie with synchronized dialogue. Oh, God. It was a musical, though. Come on. Musicals yeah. overrated. Oh, my sure. God. It also has so much blackface oh. in it. Yep. Is this, oh shit, the conversation of blackface in movies, I think this might be like the main example of it. Like this is really bad. It's the the cover of it. Oh God. All right. Well, that was a, a sad history find on the first film with the sound. That's good. Woo. All right. Bouncing off that rough topic, we are not going to be diving deep into that one, but yeah, no, your first 3D movie you got here was an American silent drama film five years before you get a racist movie with sound. Fun. Hey, JJ, you know what I just found out? What's that? The What's Going On has even more content coming for you. We have a new subscription, and what do we get with that? Oh my God, what don't you get with that? You guys are getting so many things. Number one, you get to choose and vote on a monthly Spice It Up episode that Patrick and I will be recording ourselves. You guys can watch that on YouTube. Afterwards, you guys are also getting ad-free episodes. And then you guys are also getting a monthly live episode where you guys are going to be a part of the show with us. And if that wasn't enough, it's just 99 cents. Cheap old subscription. And you get to support your two favorite boys here on the web. Help us help you. To subscribe and receive all these great benefits, check the link below in the description. And thank you very much for subscribing. How do you think the 3D glasses work? 
<laughs> I'm trying to read it right now. It's kind of complicated. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, right, not I'm the gonna... glasses, just the recording devices to actually make it possible for the glasses to work. Hmm. So I guess the basic version of this is in order to record a 3D movie, they actually record it from two different perspectives, and then those are used to combine simultaneously on the screen. And so you're basically seeing two different images, and it can kind of flip between them? So... Yeah, what I'm kind of seeing here is that to be able to get a good 3D image, you have to use two versions of the same image filmed from almost the exact angle as your eyes would see it. So to accomplish this, filmmakers use special film rigs that basically bolt two cameras next to each other in position to mimic the gap that's in between your eyes. Mm. And then there's different types of 3D movies. I think there's a bunch of different like technologies. So there's... Versions of that where the camera, like we said before, if you have the blue and red glasses or sometimes green and red glasses, they basically layer on two images of the exact same thing. But since they're filmed at different angles, they're slightly separated, which is why it has that like fuzzy almost kind of look to it. And then having your eyes seeing different colors, it only allows for one perspective to be shown through, which then adds depth to it, the 3D movie. And then the other technology is polarized lens to be able to receive images and i think that's just regular color but the separation on there only i don't know how i think each layer of the of the film has a different polarization that only is seen through one lens so you still get to see all the color but then it makes it pop because they have different like polarizations between the lenses which gives a much more lifelike experience and then your brain just does all of the like 3D processing automatically. That's fucking crazy. It is crazy just being able to see two different images in a almost similar placing as you mentioned. You can actually create a 3D effect by just flipping between the two pictures. It's called stereoscopic vision. I'm looking at a picture right now that's just constantly flipping between the two, and it actually looks 3D even though it's completely in black and white. And I don't have 3D glasses. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. So it seems like we kind of nailed it. Honestly, we've been yeah. we've been rocking these out of the park. We didn't get the polarized lens thing though. I mean, I didn't think about how one lens needed to be polarized for the other. That's pretty. I mean, we did talk impressive. about that kind of with the different light coming into the the glasses. Yeah. yeah that, that's right. basically what it is. We just simplified it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but a lot of films don't do this because it's a bit more expensive to do. Although now with the advent of computer generated images, it's actually possible to create a 3D film from a single camera and then have the image made in post-production, but that's also very expensive to accomplish. That's pretty impressive, though. Yeah, because you'd basically have to CGI the entire movie in just slightly different angle. I would think it'd be easier just to record it that way, but I don't know. Also, we got to give a shout-out to William Freese Green. He was the one who pioneered the 3D movie and basically did this whole filming process back in 1905 i don't know why he originally did this but it turned into the 3d movies that we now know his name sounds super familiar though (laughs) i feel like you say that every time we mention a name (laughs) 
There's going to be one of these times where I'm going to look into the history of him and be like, oh, yeah, we talked about this guy. He like has done this before. <laughs> Eventually. Maybe years from now. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll talk about all of the people in history. <laughs> oh, dang. I think he was the first one to patent a motion picture camera as well. Apparently capable of taking up to 10 photographs per second. Yeah, that was the struggle in actually getting this into a film is the technology behind it for stroboscopic animation was developed in 1832, but they didn't actually have a way to make a 3D movie out of it because of the photographic recording required such a long exposure time that you actually couldn't make a a moving picture. I gotcha. Yeah, this guy was pretty big back in the day. Even uh, so, once he like got his patent approved and stuff, he sent details about it to Thomas Edison, whose laboratory had begun developing a motion picture system with a peephole viewer, later christened as the kinetoscope. You ever seen one of those things where it's got like just that little peephole and you look yeah, in yeah. and you turn it on and it spins and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that earliest form of a movie right there. Oh dang, <laughs> oh, that's kind of sad. Green worked on a series of moving picture cameras into 1891. Although many individuals recounted seeing his projected images privately, he never gave a successful public projection of this. And he had done so many experiments with motion pictures that he actually basically ran into bankruptcy. And to cover his debts, he had to sell the rights to the moving picture camera patent for only 500 pounds. Oh, which back in the day is a lot of money, but that's just the still for that and technology. Then, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a bit rough, but thank God. It's interesting. The original 3D movie actually had to run with dual strips playing, Ooh. which I didn't even think of. Is back in the day, you actually had a film reel that had to play, so they had to do a very similar thing to what we do now in you know, two video recordings, but they had to do it with two film strips going at the same time. Could you imagine if those got out of sync? Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> like what I was thinking. Like movies and voice sometimes get out of sync, but could you yeah. imagine the picture getting out of sync from each other? Imagine also like setting that film up for the first showing, how nervous you'd have to be to make sure that the film is cut right, that like everything yeah. is perfectly in order. That way it doesn't like fall through or something happens. I'd be a nervous wreck during that. Oh, that's kind of fun. So I'm looking just more into like Green's later exploits. And he was experimenting with color way back in the day. And he tried creating the system called BioColor. And this process pretty much produced the illusion of true color. So what he did is he would take his ordinary frame of like black and white film. And then he would put it through multiple color filters so kind of like uh, he would choose one film and kind of stain it red or green, and then the other one he would stain blue. And then when projected together, it would give the impression of certain colors. Oh, wow. But it didn't give the true color of exactly what it looked like. The only problem with this is that it suffered from sometimes noticeable flickering of red and green splotches being kind of put on film. Which I feel like I almost have like seen images of. I don't know about that. I I haven't. I've seen like old film and stuff. Maybe it's not like red and green, but I've seen, like is there like a corner that's been popped up that's got extra little I don't know brown color to it or something. I feel like I've seen something of that sort, even if it was just like a like a. So was the whole film strip colored that, or was it like individual scenes in it, and he had to 
paint each one almost? Or I feel like you'd probably just soak the whole thing. Okay. And then whatever. I figured doing it <laughs> scene by yeah. scene would be almost impossible, but I was curious. Oh, just kidding. Yeah, so it says each alternate frame of the monochrome print was then stained red or green or blue. So oh, okay. It looks like it would, yeah, he might have had to do it all by hand. Wow. And then it would just flicker from color to color to color, but it was such a quick pace you would barely register that color and would like perceive off as some color. That's kind of fun. What a man. <laughs> all right, is there any other questions that we had about 3D movies? Maybe the last one would be, what's the most popular one? Ooh, I like that. I, I'm going to guess it's Avatar, because that was actually the most popular movie for a while. Yeah, and the second movie never came out. They're working on it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every three years I hear, oh, Avatar 2 is coming out. <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> is it? Yeah, oh, my God. That was so long ago. 2009. Wow. Is that the top 3D movie? I don't know. I'm not seeing it. There's so many lists of them, and I think it's I all like personal opinion. There's nothing that like actually says. I guess you could look up top, top like grossing. grossing. Yeah. Yeah. But then that's going to be skewed because of inflation and all that. But I know a lot of the 3D movies are pretty recent. Yeah, it looks like Avatar is by far number one by having more than double the second most popular. What's the which I'm two? surprised by? What do you think? Is it Avengers? Nope. I don't it's know. something I wouldn't have guessed. Toy Story? That's on. That's number four. Because I'm looking through a list right now of the most popular ones. It doesn't give any stats on it, but... Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. What? <laughs> <laughs> I see that one on here, but I would have never picked that one. I would have picked Iron Man before that, or Transformers. I'm seeing Avatar with 2.78 billion. And then number two is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, 1.3 billion. Big wow. drop. Number three, Transformers, Dark of the Moon, 1.1. And then mm-hmm. Toy Story 3, 1.06. Oh. oh. I was surprised that Avengers wasn't up there more, but just because yeah, of how know. popular that movie was just by itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is what well, it is. Avatar 2 coming out soon. <laughs> yeah. We'll review it <laughs> when yeah. it comes out. Yeah, shout out to our other podcast, R-Rated, where we're only going to do 3D movies from now on. Oh, wow. We'll do one episode every two years. <laughs> All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned a thing or two, and that's 3D movies. Are we done yet? Oh, we are. All right. Thanks for listening to What's Going On. If you have any questions that you want partially answered, write them in to what's going on the pod at gmail.com. No spaces, no apostrophes. No excuses. One more time. That's what's going on the pod at gmail.com. And we hope to hear from you soon. Please rate and subscribe on your podcast player of choice. Thank you.